Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Kevin Spacey's Inappropriate Touching. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get to tell me what to do ever again. I want you to be happy. Do you want some smiley sauce with that? (laughs) (laughs) Cue the theme song. Uh, whose car is that out front? Mine. 1970 Pontiac Firebird, the car I've always wanted and now I have it. I rule. I am so proud of you. You know, I watched you very closely. You didn't screw up once. Your father and I were just discussing his day at work. Why don't you tell our daughter about it, honey? Janie, today I quit my job. (laughs) And then I told my boss to go fuck himself, and then I blackmailed him for almost $60,000 past the asparagus. I guess I could be pretty pissed off about what happened to me. But it's hard to stay mad when there's so much beauty in the world. It was 20 years ago, 1999, we had American Beauty. Kevin Spacey, Nina Suvari, Thora Birch, Annette Bening, Chris Cooper, Wes Bentley, the lovely and over-the-top Peter Gallagher, everybody, and Allison Janney uh, pulling off a, uh, a quietly understated role in, in this movie. So uh, saying over-the-top uh, right away... Uh, Everyone in this movie is super over the top. I didn't find anybody that wasn't over the top. There was like, even the Angela character was over the top. Really? Oh yeah, like her like coming on to Lester was like so the over the top. Like no one would ever do. She's like, do you have big muscles? Can I touch your muscles? I was like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? Like I this felt like a stage play to me. There was I know it was a, a stage a stage director who'd never directed a movie before, but I never noticed the over-the-top performances in this movie ever before. I've seen this movie about 20 times. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was... I was I, blown away. I, I really noticed it when his wife was talking to um, the king, when uh, Annette... Uh, what's her name? Annette, Annette Benning. Yeah, Carolyn. Um, when she's talking to... Um, talking to the king it it really like they're so over the top and and fake but i kind of i was letting that go in my brain because i was like they both sell homes they're like fake as shit all day trying to get that sale and now they're like business acquaintances and well they're soon to become lovers but as business acquaintances they'd still be putting on all that bullshit so I don't know. I, I had passed that off as just them both being in sales mode talking to each other. Like Kevin Spacey when he's on the phone selling for the magazine, super over the top too. Yeah. But then when Brad comes, he's super over the top with Brad. He's like, I got five. And then when he's in the meeting with Brad, he's over the top. I just, I found all the performances to be really big and broad. Like there's some broad performances. It was deliberate. Everyone is meant to be like a caricature of who they are. It felt like that's, a cartoon. Yeah, that. I but think, I think that's the intent. No, no. I, I think. I think it Brent's is. On, yeah, but I, I think so too. I think it was intentional. But I just, don't know if the, I hadn't noticed it as much before. The yeah. movie's very fantastical, anyways. Like his daydreaming and a lot yeah. of the stuff going on, his blackmail, like that stuff is. But that's what I mean. Is that's the the theme of the movie is consistent. The, the, those characters, the, the cartooniness, and the direction of the movie, the, the, and everything seemed to me to be really harmonious. I in didn't that feel sense. like it was harmonious, though. Oh. Like the Wiki character is a perfect example. Um, I was actually talking about this with John because we watched some of it the other day. Yeah. And Wiki's character, when he is not, when he is around Jane, he's almost like he's got Aspergers or something weirds with him, where he's like he's Zen or. But when he's with Lester. 
he talks like a normal person. They're like, they're laughing about movies. He's talking about like other things with Lester and music and stuff. But when he's with Jane, all of a sudden he reverts back to this guy who's like, 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 like he has Asperger's or something. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, he doesn't always. If I'm around on. you guys, yeah. I'm me, and then if I'm around a girl I like, I have Asperger's. Uh, that's what I said to Colin last night. I'm, I'm like, the same. The way I the way I think to explain it is that he's just he's a, he's a young kid. He's 18, but being around the girl that he likes and feels that connection with might turn him into a lot a lot more of a different person but yeah. he acts that but, way differently around his mother too like it's it's too inconsistent yeah i think he's different people with everyone that he needs to be different with and you see that but that's like a sociopathic he, thing it's who he's been trained to be you see is with his dad yes sir thank you sir thank you for belief for uh not for not um what does he say giving up for on not giving, giving up, up on, on me, me sir yeah he has been trained but I to thought, be who he needs to be to survive whatever situation. But when he he's was in. with with his father in the car driving, and he's doing his math and stuff, he says, and his father says that comment about the gay guys coming over. He's like, yeah, they don't think it's a shit. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And then his father's like, excuse me. And then he goes and he to turns the thing into who he needs to be, where he's like talking about saying the really derogatory stuff, and and then his father's like, eh, eh, eh. yeah. See, he, I, th I, when you say turns into that person. Do you, do you think he's consciously doing it or unconsciously doing it? I think he's, well, like, I, for don't, me, I don't know. For me, it, it always had seemed to me that he was, he, he like, he slipped up in the car when he said what he actually thought. Yes. And then he, but so, but then he got wise and he's like, shit, I'm talking to my dad. What would my dad want to hear? He'd want to hear that gays are bad and I would puke. Yeah. So that's what I'll say to him. Yeah. And then I think even after he's getting the shit kicked out of him, that's what he he knows he needs to say to to make it stop. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because it could also be that his he like switches as a person into defense mode and. Yeah, I think that those are one and the same. But the thing that the extreme mm. characterization that he is with Jane is so bad that like she comes over when he's filming her and he lowers the camera and she like gives him the finger or something and then his face stays completely deadpan yeah, and he lifts the camera again. As if, as if he's she's a director. not, even if she's not even there. <laughs> That's what Colin said. He's like, this guy's like so committed to his art. He's like, I'm going to put the camera down. She give me the finger. I'm, I'm just going to put it back it up again. again. But that's See like, what that's like, Woo! and him lighting the fire with her name and stuff that he's, he's met her one time. That's insane. That's an, something an insane person would do like that. And, and then for him to act that way and then manipulate everyone around him seems like he's sociopathic i would not like want he's totally fucked up but i mean yeah. social... he lives in a crazy look at his but mom. i'm talking about sociopathic this, this, I, he... i'm saying a dangerous person who would like kill someone so people can be in crazy traumatic situations and that turns them into um irrational and maybe erratic people at times and that stuff can be brought on by different situations or different um different triggers yeah that doesn't make him dangerous, but he might not be, he's definitely not all there. Yeah. I think that, so but I was can just, be different people. So like it's because he's like, so quote unquote normal and cool with Lester. And then whatever he is with Janie, I can, I can pass that off to being like in love and like the true underneath self is coming out or something like that. 
Um, it's just with the other mixed in parts of his character with the dead eye stare and some of the weird things he says and does and does it just, it, I, I, I don't know. It stood out to me when we watched it and I Even was like, I'm having a hard time. Like I know he's messed up cause he's, he was put away for two years and he like, he does do some drugs, but on the upside, he's like super cool and knows either how to manipulate or actually talk to Lester. And on the other hand, he's still a kid and he's a businessman but then he has that crazy fucking stare and like like cries when he talks about how beautiful the world is like it's just an emotional roller coaster and it just all it did was it confused me into his character a bit and i don't I, know if i should be rooting for him or and, not. and i also found that the uh stuff that i used to think was really profound was 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 not profound at all anymore i found it to be very like surface high school for example, like all of the beauty in the world shit, like was I found it to be not. I found it to be like laughable. Now it's not. I don't fi- find mm. anything deeper profound about any of it. I I was really I surprised disagree. with the writing. I disagree with that too. Yeah, no, I didn't find any of that worked at all this time. Mm. I was really shocked by that too, mm. and maybe it was because of his character and stuff as well. Because I just didn't believe like that you talking character. just about Ricky, like in the bag thing that he's into, and not even things, just or is it every aspect of that movie, like around the yeah, the scene, beauty in the world? Because like it's you tough. could argue that Lester sees beauty in in her in his in his. Well, and my feelings for Lester completely changed too, because basically <laughs> Lester is, uh, I mean. The uh, the heroic is a predator. The heroic, the, that's <laughs> what I'm sure. saying. Is okay, good. Glad the, we got ho- that out of the, the heroic, the heroic redeeming thing he does at the end of the movie is, is not is not is not cheat on his wife with a fucking teenager on his couch. Well, the not cheat he on also, his wife thing, I think, like what a away the uh, what a great guy. Like he's well, a real with hero. Minor, his, like, like hero with the minor thing. Yeah, the but I think she's <laughs> maybe 18. Because well, no, what? it's not. She's 16. I found. It, I looked it up. And the worst yeah. thing is, because Ricky was two years. Because Ricky's 18. Yeah. yeah. And the worst thing is, not only she's 16, but when she reveals to him that she finds him sexy, his very first instinct is to offer her boots. Yeah. He's like, want some beer? Yeah. I was like, um. Uh, and he also threatens yeah. a coworker who we've only met one time, who's called Brad, that he's yeah. going to tell people so, that Brad <laughs> tried to sexually assault him and lie so he can get money. His blackmail um, was going to be on information he had that was fucked up information to have. So that wasn't I was like, true. I was like, sure, like keep oh that yeah, and that get information. Out of it. But then I'm when not he, saying he's a good he, person, you guys are both thing, looking no, at me like I'm defending him. It's because we shared <laughs> sorry, the experience of, of having that discussion already, and we just were yeah, filling you trying in. Trying to tell you, it, it seems so weird that he stepped over the top from like doing something semi shady, but uh, something I could even get behind in, in yeah, blackmail. Yeah, me too. But like for that kind of blackmail, but when then when he threatens to throw the sexual assault, I was like, that's dark. Because the, the thing is the that fir- you you stop cheering. For, so when he does that, the reason to me why it's not bad is because he is talking to that guy, right? He's like, first of all, he's having a fucking nervous breakdown. Second of all, when he talks to that guy, he's like, you guys are going to pay me because I have this information about this fucking shit that's going on. And that guy basically tells him, like, go fuck yourself. But what I'm saying... So that guy in that yeah. moment... Yeah. I know what you're saying. That guy in that moment becomes... Like the villain in that scene. So then, what? so then he does the only thing he can think about, and he's like, "And I'll tell everyone about the sexual abuse." And he's like, "What sexual like is that?" He's like, "That you offered to blow me." So you're saying that the guy becomes the villain 
because he's not going to give Lester money from the company that he doesn't owe Lester and that makes him the villain and then Lester no. they makes up a lie not, about no. him sexually assaulting him and that makes cuz he's the hero? No, I'm saying because Lester is talking about his job is in is in is at risk. Yes. And there's very obvious people that they could eliminate that would save the jobs of normal hardworking people which at is the what that guy was trying to get him to do no is. he's not that guy was saying he's protecting the guy that was using the company card for whores yeah and he's gonna ask lester in turn to write a job description and defend his job so lester tells him you're telling me that there's a guy in the company that used the company money to buy prostitutes and i have to defend my job while yeah. that guy sits safe how is that guy not no, the fucking villain? That's fine, but all but what, what How I'm is saying, Lester not the fucking but, right guy? But then? all I'm saying is all Lester had to do was say that with he, he, no just let me finish. Just that. let me finish. He gives him the letter, the guy reads it, and then Lester says uh, if he's in the like, second scene you're talking no, about. No, yeah, in the yeah. second scene, and Lester says, Well, I think a lot of people would be interested to know about all these things that are going on with our company. And then he's like, what do you want? And then Lester's like, this is what I want. All he had to do was cut from there to Lester in the car singing. Totally. Done. But they don't That's do that. Fine. They yeah. don't. Instead, they have Lester say, I'm going to make up a lie about you sexually assaulting me if you don't give me this. And then he fist pumps himself in the hallway. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. And it, so are you, you cheering for Edward Norton when he punches himself in the face in the fight club? No. Shit, I bet yeah. you are. No, I am. So but what it's, the fuck it's is a, the difference? It's a different I'm actually not. I'm actually It's not. a different circumstance there. Absolutely, you His guys His boss are. didn't deserve that. No. <laughs> in fight club? I'm not saying he does. <laughs> okay. But you still are cheering for him. Edward Norton is still the hero. I'm laughing at that scene. I'm he's laughing an anti-hero, but he's a hero. I also feel like that is set up in a different context. And uh, the movie is a way different. Yeah, theme. it's a very different movie. <laughs> but um, but I understand why you jump to that to that scene. But um, what also I'm saying is is that Lester does things in here that I also feel like are not believable for his character. One of the big ones that both me and John were like, he would never do that. Is he's in love with his daughter's teenage friend, and of course he's in love with her. She's gorgeous, and I would be too. I'm both the same age as Lester. That makes sense. But then he goes into his daughter's room. And looks up her phone number, and while he's in her room and she's in the shower, he calls the number. That makes zero fucking sense. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. no I human, was... no one would do that. It, it, it I, I was just defending the one scene. Now no, you no. make me look like I'm defending his fucking predatory Sorry. behaviors. No, it's Stop not. Stop extrapolating no, weird it, fucking ideas from me. No, like, no, from no. Different things that I'm it's, saying. It's not that he's being predatory there. It's that no person. Oh, he is being predatory. I'm not That's... saying that he's not, but no person would do that. Yeah. No person would go into their daughter's room and, and find the phone number of their friend that they had a crush on and then dial the number while their daughter's in the room, in the next room, in the bathroom. And then, like, that, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That scene shouldn't be in the movie. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, that, there's no motivation for him to do that. That's not going to turn out well. What was his plan? To call up his daughter's friend while she's in the shower in the next room and talk, have a conversation? I think what it's about is this. He is so completely impotent in life and he doesn't get anything he wants he comes home his wife and his kid think he's a loser he goes to work everyone thinks he's a loser he has no power no power then what he gets is like something that is and i'm not saying this is right but it's the object of his desire and it's not just the object of his desire it is obsession yeah so we're not talking about a normal person going through normal things we're talking about a guy that is reaching very clearly the end of his rope he is in a hopeless situation. But he's not he's, dumb. Sh he's got nothing going for him. It's not about dumb. 
There's a ton of fucking smart, brilliant people doing dumb him, shit every day. Him listening outside the room and then her saying if your dad worked out and then him going to work out, that's fine. That makes sense. Of course. Him calling Angela on his because daughter's she, phone. So it's because, as I was saying, he is obsessed with this person. It has become an object of obsession for him. Hearing her voice. I don't know if you've ever been like really crazy in love with somebody and you just need to like look at a text that they sent you or something. I think it, it's got to so go get even that deeper feeling. than just being in love with her. Like I liked your obsession line is about the only way I could see explaining it. It's unhealthy obsession. He was going to say something obsession. though. She yeah. said something and then he was going to speak. I know. I so wish his so plan bad was to let him talk. A, I want to know what he would have said. His, oh, his, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. His plan was to have a conversation. I with guess, plan was that he I can't he stop thinking about her. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. Anything he just to hear her needs voice. to but, hear but, her. but once again, with editing, you could have his finger going over the number. And but then we're you not could talking cut. about the movie maker. We're talking we about... No. We're yes, talking we about are. the writing. Yes, That's we are. But we're, talking, but we're talking about the character's motivation. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Well, we were. Yes, I, we we not, were, but now we're going to talk about something different. That's not what I was talking about. I okay, wasn't talking about... But that is what we were talking no. about because you were talking about him being dumb for making choices. We're talking about the character's motivation to make these no, choices. No, you're making it about that. What I'm saying is... is that's as, what it was always about. No, it wasn't. What I'm saying is as a writer, this, there's scenes in that movie that make sense and there's scenes that don't. And the scene where he listens to but her... This is new information for our discussion. No, I'm saying the scenes where he's listening to her talk about if her, hit them through the door and then running away, I can live with that because he might not get caught doing that. I can and live with that too. So what, I, but what I'm saying is, is that would be something that I could see him doing because he, he's spying on, on her and his daughter. True. But you're not supposed to understand all the choices he's making. Otherwise you are a predator. No, what I'm saying is, is oh, it's the same thing as when I watch happiness. I also don't understand <laughs> drugging my son and his boyfriend. Uh, so I can rape them while uh, while they just have a sleepover at my house. Just, one, just yeah, one of them. Not the son. I would jerk off for you instead. But happiness, see, happiness, I disagree, everybody. I Do not watch that movie if you uh, enjoy, if you Life. like joy and happiness. <laughs> but I disagree. I feel like there's motivation. There, his motivation is that he's obsessed with her. But I feel like some things don't, don't are not something a logical human being would do but he's not logical that's my point i disagree i don't i think everything else he does in the movie isn't that weird he fucking blackmails one of the people at his company well, for money but he extorts the, but them. that's one of the things i pointed out that shouldn't have been in the movie when he but when he charged the, him with sexual assault then you don't have a movie the movie no, is about do. lester going through basically a fucking he still crisis goes through lots of great stuff and he still grows and changes and he's still a very likable character when he's not trying but to what, like rape but a minor not, but. but he's not doing any of that without that that yeah, girl yes, no is. i think he, he is. is i think it's still it's that still, girl is the is the pinnacle of his change she is the she is what happens she is the combustion but that phone call everything scene, that happens that phone after call yeah. scene is like um so without it 60 seconds don't have a movie no that phone call he doesn't scene quit doesn't his job add to he doesn't work the out phone call i'm not saying add it adds That's, to it i'm saying what i was talking about is motivation right you're saying it doesn't make sense that he would do that i'm saying it is because he's not acting healthily he's acting from a place of crisis I'm saying, and unhealthy mind He's not doing things that are right. You shouldn't think it's right. It's not right. He's a predator. She's an underage girl. The way that he stares at her just in the first thing it's crazy. is totally unhealthy crazy. and wrong. Yeah. yeah. That shit is all but wrong. But I'm just saying that these are speed bumps for me in the movie where I'm like, 
I'm like, as obsessed as he was with his daughter's friend, he. I'm like, this doesn't. It doesn't make any sense that he would do that. It doesn't I, make any sense. I think some of some of why I agree with actually both of you. Um, like I think his obsession with her still is is pretty evident without having some of that phone call scene. I don't know that that scene makes me feel like weirder than most scenes in movies. That's uh, it made me uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. Yeah, but I. But then I couldn't. I couldn't see I couldn't see his end game I guess and it just it did seem a little out of character but now that you're explaining about the obsession thing it makes a little bit more sense to me if I if I put it that way anyway but what I was saying is that this movie needed to have a little bit of time shaved off even if he and got I think that's one of the things even if he got the phone number could have, could have gone. And, and even if he got the phone number and he went down to the garage with the phone and called the daughter but his fucking daughter was like the door, bathroom door is open and she was right fucking in there in the shower and he's calling in her fucking bedroom. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, that's just almost too over the top silly for Lester's character. His character. It's risky, but look throughout history. I'm not even real saying cases risky. where people are really yeah. asking, I, look, acting risky. No but it's not no consistent doubt. with the rest of his character. He doesn't go drive Why? by her house later or stare through the windows of her house. If because he, wanted, he starts becoming healthy. There's, no, there's a, there's he never a, becomes healthy. Yes, until he does. The, no, what, what do you, his obsession is never healthy. He loses the obsession through the later part of the movie. The obsession isn't the part of it. He actually, I, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the thing that starts the change. It's the inciting incident. It's yeah. the inciting incident. But he, he finds then other starts, things in life. He finds other things. And he actually, at the end of the movie, he is happy. That's why he doesn't act on his predatory thing. He thinks it's what he needs, but it's not. He's found more. No, I agree with that. So, this yeah. is what I'm saying. He starts in an unhealthy place with unhealthy desires and unhealthy actions. True. He pursues that action through um, a number of things that are actually really healthy and learns that there's a bunch of other stuff to life and he actually is finding his happiness. He finds agree. his voice. He finds himself. Yes, right? all true. Yeah. So, once he does that, that brings him... Because early Lester, Lester in the beginning of that movie fucks her. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. stop. When she says it's my first time, better, like, awesome. even better. Yeah. Right? Later, it's not that. Later, he has become... Well, I think that's an he's, assumption. He's actually becoming... I agree with I, it, though. I don't, I don't think that's I true. Agree with it's it. an assumption, but it's totally true. The way true. he's explaining it, He makes it, a phone call when she's in there. He stares at her unhealthily. He's, he's everything he is at the beginning of that movie the is, only uh, reason is the he's guy not, that would act on it. The only reason he's not doing that when he's drinking the shake is because his daughter called him out on it, and then he's trying to be aloof and not look at her while she comes over again because his daughter already called him out in the kitchen. Very and then he called his daughter well. a fucking bitch. Yeah. And like, this is what I'm saying is this character is not a good fucking character no. ever. You can Just see he's not happy, a good person. It's like Don't watching say... a bad person become, maybe he's a good character, but he's not a good person. Right. But it's like watching a bad character at the end of the movie, you go, I'm happy now. I don't give a fuck if you're happy. You're a terrible human being. But in the like, kitchen go fuck scene, yourself. in the kitchen scene, <laughs> I right? hope you're not happy. In the kitchen scene, when he's drinking that juice, and they mention that she's going to come over, he doesn't fret. In the beginning of the movie, if they had even mentioned her, he would have been anticipation, nervousness, interest, but he doesn't have that. Because he's probably high. <laughs> yeah, that too. He's but the, probably high No, now. but I like the idea of what Brent's saying, where Lester, I like the idea uh, Lester too. does grow and change, and in most 100%, movies, he in has most an arc movies of I want to see that character like get to what even I think is a state of happiness. Yeah. I think Lester's state of happiness is just what it is, and... Like, I think you're totally he allowed was, to like, like parts of it, but the way he got there was pretty shady and, and who he is as a person 
totally shady the way he gets there. I'm yeah. not defending no, him no, as a good I, person. I, yeah, it, it, this story, oh, no, I know you are. This, just, is a, this is story is more of about an adult who's miserable with his life and reverts back to adolescence. He goes back and <laughs> flips burgers. He gets a car from the 70s that was someone used to have when he was a kid. He smokes start, weed. He, he works he, out. That's he gets, absolutely true. He gets super <laughs> immature with his wife. Like he gets violent throwing plates again. He becomes adolescent. He goes from an adult with responsibility to an adolescent with no responsibility. Yeah. And that's the fucking moral thing that we're supposed to learn from this movie. It fucking doesn't make any sense. That's, that's See, and I don't, true. I don't find that it's, I, it's all those adolescent, are things that, male adolescence. Those are things that yeah. could be adolescent. He even those has, are also things that could be him being free. Cause he, those are things that adult males do also he has three conversations they buy sports cars that they like they live and do things and make choices for things that yeah. they want to do he wasn't doing that before he had no freedom yeah so is it it's about him becoming actualized but so He's i can not see, actualized yeah. and then he works towards it it's I, not adolescence it's not it is adolescence no 100%. no hang on no. hang on what I, there, there could be a distinction like just because you liked something in your adolescence a sporty car if you were to buy it does that mean you're reverting back to your adolescence or does that mean you're kind of Fulfilling an he old talks thing. about it with Ricky, and he gets the job that he used to have when he was a fucking kid. I mean, it's like I'm not but making this shit up. It's in the script. No, I know, but that's just because he wants a job with no responsibility. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's going but from that, an, an, an adult with responsibility, with a mortgage, one, a house, and a one wife. Thing is true. It doesn't mean everything else. Just is let true. me finish, though. He's going from having a house, a wife, a kid, and a mortgage, and a job where he has to go to every day that he makes a decent salary to going to like. Black, all of those things, but a different job. But no, blackmailing somebody so that he can be an adolescent. He can not have any responsibility. He can have a job with no responsibility. He can have the car he wanted when he was a kid. He can. He's talking to Wiki about when he was younger and he had no responsibility. He doesn't want responsibility. He wants to be everybody actually in this movie. What's so interesting about this movie is it's supposed to be about a family in the suburbs. But everybody in this movie, it's all about self-interest. Oh, so, but that's where I disagree. I don't think it's about a family in the suburbs. I think it's all about self-actualization. Well, Everyone here is trying to become who they are. But it's not self-actualization Every, as much that's as... That's the whole thing of it. Oh. Everyone is just trying to be who they are. Even the fucking uh, pent-up um, uh, homophobic uh, military neighbor at the end is just trying to be who he is. Can't face it. Kills fucking Spacey. Annette Benning just trying to be who she is. His, She's a fucking oh, raging man. cunt. See, his, but it's all about that. See, his Jane, motivations. Just trying to be Jane. But it's just self, trying to make it through. It's everyone just trying to fucking but, but it's, live and be who but they it's, can be. But you're yeah. saying self actualization, but what I'm saying is self interest. Everybody in this movie is just out for them fucking selves and they don't care about he doesn't care about his daughter or his wife. He only cares about himself and they but don't care about he, him. But he does care about he, his daughter. He even says he he talks about it a little bit, but at the end of the day he just wants his own what he interested in i disagree i he, he calls his daughter a bitch and says she's just like her fucking mom the only time i ever the only time he says one thing out of anger no and it's all of a sudden character the only time you ever see him feel bad for about his daughter are the only time you ever see him really genuinely care is at the end of the movie when he asks about jane and then he says he's happy and though that's one of the nicest moments in the movie but everything leading up to that is it's selfishness and self-interest. It's not self-actualization. Maybe he just needed to focus on himself for a bit. That's but what every it is. character does. Jane does. The wife yeah, does. So, they all do. But, but everybody, that's everybody but on that, earth. Yeah. Before that, everybody is like living the mundane routine and like pleasing other people. But the, each of them seem to find a way to focus on themselves for a short time. So I don't know. I agree that they're all 
self-indulgent in this, but I think that it, that doesn't bother me as much. It, it's interesting that three people are going through these kinds of journeys independently, all discovering themselves within the same exact same time frame. but mm. that's what we get. But it's um, not three, it's Ricky, and it's his Ricky's father. And what I'm saying is, is that it's also- Ricky doesn't really go through any self-realization. He just falls in love. Yeah, Ricky. Like Ricky Janie, have like Janie's a figuring out her life a little bit, and also the father, can. the next door father with the gay thing. Also, I feel like super doesn't make any sense because he sees Ricky uh, having what he believes is a homosexual reaction with the neighbor, and then after he sees his son doing that with the neighbor, he goes over and tries to kiss the neighbor. That makes zero sense for a repressed homosexual man. Why? Because. So he was getting off on his son he's and like, fucking Jesus Christ. That, do you have a weird interpretation. He's not getting off on it. What he saw was someone who he knows is gay and close and friendly. It's but with a his, safe spot for him to son. engage his homosexuality. It was him with his son. But it would be like me. But you're, not, but you're not meant to focus on that. It would be like me. I, I'm not meant to focus on that, but it's fucking in my face. It would be like me, me having a daughter who's, who's like 16 years old and I see her, and I, I've always had a crush on the, the, the woman next door, the wife, because she's hot. She's already different. And then I see my daughter. already so different. Whatever, I'm just, and then I see my daughter yeah, having some kind of interaction. Off, but it's totally different. And then, I go, and then I go immediately over and stand in the rain and stare at her, and then I go try and kiss her. It's just like, what? Yeah, once again, not, not the same thing. I, I ask everyone to erase that last thing. For me, there is something interesting, and, and it's in a way I can't explain, and just I've, I'll just flat out say I don't understand it, is... is why he when he sees his son potentially going down on another man his reaction is to go over and i don't know like i don't know why he kisses him he doesn't do it that night he does, he does. it's like right it's after night, no it's it? not it's, it's right, like after. right after well anyways ricky comes home he my calls point him out stands is that he is crazy repressed homosexual and he has these urges of course he okay. is 100 yes obviously yeah, keep going so he has these urges yeah mm -hmm. Just let me go. I don't want to you crazy. Oh, you don't want to look at you? No, you <laughs> just, you have this crazy anticipation where you're not I just trying to listen. You're, you're gonna trying say. to think about what, yeah, you're trying to think about what you're going to No, I'm going to look over at the fridge. You go ahead. So he is <laughs> repressed. This yeah. isn't the same as you seeing a girl. Like, this isn't the same thing as your heterosexual tell, fucking weird desire. Tell me about him. He is. <laughs> yeah, tell us. He is this ex-military, yeah. right? He's, he's gay, obviously Never gay. could have even shown a hint of it. Never could ever. have even showed a hint of it. And also, the thing is, and you've read a book that talks about this. That's why I feel like this is unbelievable. how these guys become so aggressively anti-gay when they're gay. Yeah. That they act out in these ways that is Potentially totally, violent ways. Potentially okay. violent. So, yep. So he is, he is obviously this huge raging cunt because he can't deal with who he is inside. Okay. Forbids anyone to even express consent for that lifestyle because he's so fucking repressed yeah as an adult sees what he would consider to be a potential safe space not a healthy one just a space where he could engage a little bit of that desire something that he has had how old do you think he is in this 45 can you imagine 50? that there was a fucking yeah. raging part of this inside of you for your entire life yeah and you could never act on it yeah 
And then you finally see something that you think is a glimmer, just one little fucking safe space in the middle of the dangerous world. Even though it involves you, your son. son. But, your it doesn't but it doesn't involve his son. It was. But it's not about his son. I, what he I sees, get it. I get what it. What he sees is a gay man. Yes. Okay. He doesn't see his son. He sees a well, gay man. Well, he does because he confronts his son Stop immediately it. when he comes I back. I don't. I'm not talking no, about that. I know you're not. So my, he doesn't my, know that. my mental hurdle is I just... And I understand what you guys are saying. Yeah, I do. With, with yes weird. to everything, and if he sees Lester with any other guy, yeah, agreed. any other guy in the same scenario, like potentially going down on him, then that all your explanation, the safe space and the crazy repressed, that's I'm a hundred percent into that. But because it's his son in the in the scene, it fucks with my brain. Me too. And it is is it maybe even some kind of a weird thing tweaking in him that that like that maybe. I don't know if even saying turned him on, but didn't repulse him. And it was his son. And then he, as a dad, he'd have to like bottle that up. Like I can't even begin to, to think of how weird a person's brain would act when they've repressed something that like so natural into them. I don't know what decisions they'd make. So that that's all I'm saying is that the, the, the son being there and that's what he sees. And then he goes over to kiss him. My, I, my brain can't comprehend that. That it level just of, seems like a weird time for him to um, to decide that he's going to finally do something about his urges. Kind of, yeah. And, and uh, it just seems weird at that moment that he's going to do it. And it then, doesn't seem then weird then that he, he would, kills but Lester. Thing, but the thing is, is that... Because Lester is, now knows is, his secret and Lester can't. And So I understand why he kills Lester. But what I'm saying, from a writer's standpoint, I would have had like him find out Lester or him mistake Lester for being gay and then maybe try and interact with Lester instead of what he, how he found out with through his son that's yeah. all because i found that to almost be so extreme but that's the thing is that you so this is my problem with your talking about um lester and you're talking about the neighbor is that what you're talking about is healthy choices you're looking at it from your frame of reference yeah. absolutely but, yeah but you cannot yeah and you've read there's a book called velvet rage that talks all about homosexuality yeah. and the struggle inside of that and all the rest of it and coming out and coming to terms with yourself and it talks explicitly yeah. about the unhealthy behaviors that come out as a result of being closeted. Yeah. This guy isn't just closeted. He is aggressively closeted. I know, but the, but the unhealthy... So he's not acting healthy. But I read yeah. that book. I don't know if you haven't read that book yet. Have you like started reading it? Yeah, so I've read that book. Yeah, and most the, of the way through The it. unhealthy behaviors uh, tend to be um, putting yourself in danger with situations with men. They're also violent outbursts. Yeah. They're also associated as well, with people but that you consider but to be this doesn't seem yeah. to be, this is, this is not, this is, what I'm saying is it's just bothersome that he, it, it, it's channeled through his, an interaction with his son. That's all. But yeah. it's not an interaction with his son. You have to remove that. What his son is the catalyst for his knowledge. His son but gives his him son the comes indication home and that he, this guy is he gay. He beats the shit out of him again for being gay, and then he of tells course. his son to leave. I know, but what he's I'm beating, saying is... What he's doing is beating himself. And then, he, yes, he is, 100%. And then, and then he like immediately goes from that to going over to Lester and trying to kiss him. So it just, once again, there's, I'm just saying that I feel like a lot of the, this movie... This movie, because this movie is like really the catalyst for Alan Ball to mix humor with melodrama. Because yeah. what, what Alan Ball was really good at was Six Feet Under, which I feel like he fine tuned by by working on this project was mixing uh, humor, silly humor with melodrama. It's and like just a reverent take. Yeah, it's the mel it's the two things together. The mel but it, the melodramaticness and then the humor. 
And I feel like he just missed on, in my opinion, watching this again on so many notes in this script that pro a lot of it could have been fixed with editing probably. And there's also a portion of this movie that was completely edited out. Okay. Which may yeah. also be the problem with what was going on in this movie. There might be. And sorry to cut no, you no, off, John. No. I just want to say one quick thing about that. I'm not saying that your um, viewpoints or your interpretation is incorrect. What I, what I take issue with is your approach to their decisions is that you're you're looking yeah. at their decisions that's why from i'm your lens the thinking of this instead of from what they're and that's might fair be. but what i'm saying is they're is, not healthy people none of the people in this movie are healthy jane right. probably is the healthiest actually to tell you the truth i don't know yeah she i just the whole like body I, image thing i just but who doesn't i yeah, just, but i also still feel like there's some inconsistencies and uh with a, a lot of the characters that that do not ring true throughout the whole movie I've, i saw some of that ricky too. especially yeah. yeah ricky i can see it yeah. because i can see that he keep dances back and forth it would be almost like uh i can like, explain it but i agree. yeah it would be like a sheldon cooper type character like acting that way on that show Who's but sheldon then cooper it just big like bang. that whole big bang theory oh, with that characters like and a character who has asperger's or whatever but then in the next scene he's with someone else and he doesn't have that anymore it, it just it's an inconsistency that's whether it, it, it's, it can happen or not, it either, like I said, he's either a sociopath who's like learned to manipulate the people around him and he's doing it not in a, for a good reason. So when he's talking to Jane about this shit, there's, he's manipulating Jane. He's not, doesn't actually believe in what he's fucking saying or his character is inconsistent. One or the other. It doesn't, it does not ring true to me that character. It seems there's a false note to it now. But I, just and that's like a big part of the movie that like I used to fucking love. Like I've like I said I've seen this movie like so many times. Like I have a theory on that though. Um, <laughs> I I first and, and to, well I'll put my last sense in about the the Chris Cooper stuff. But um, Alan Ball wrote this, and I know Alan Ball is gay, and it's quite possible some of the stuff could have been written from like his personal experiences, no matter how weird. Oh, one hundred percent they are. So that that's just interesting to say too. Though I will admit that they could have got to the same spot in a bit of a little bit of a different and better way. Anyway, um, so one thing I heard about this movie is that originally uh, it was going to be a courtroom movie where the kids were getting charged for the murder of Lester oh. and it was going to reveal through some scenes. Um, I don't know how it was supposed to go, but that's what we're going to be. What was going to be the focal point. The and script's then, online and I've read it. Yeah. The, the original script with all the courtroom drama stuff. So, so I think that's what they had in mind when they were shooting it. But then Sam Mendes and, and everybody was involved in editing this um, took a long time to do it and like realized not long in that they were, they had something different and better and could use different music and have a different tone to the whole thing. So I think because it was initially thought out as a courtroom drama, the way they were going to, shoot the movie was to have you suspect Ricky as the actual murderer the whole time and Jane and him getting it wound up because a lot of their scenes where they're recording the video and they're very smart about when they close the lid and then they say, you know, I'm not serious. Right. But everything mm -hmm. else they say would be extremely incriminating and Ricky would seem like a psycho. So if that was, if that was the footage they were going to be showing you throughout the movie, Ricky's character being more odd would be better for the movie. Um, and, but but when they ended up doing it now the way that they have and focusing actually more on Lester's and, and a few other people's coming of age or, or youth. But I can tell you youth that. Youth revisiting. So that's why Ricky, I think, feels look, appears so off. weird during this the way that they have it now because he might have played it differently. 
a strong theory. I can they tell are. you that yeah. they, they shot the whole thing and the movie opens with those two arrested. Both of them are in jail. Yeah. And there's a court, there's a whole, there's a whole thing with, cause this is 20 years ago. There's a whole thing with 24 hour news and these two kids, she got him to kill her father. And there's, there's scenes where they're in court together and they can't talk. And that's all intercut with the movie we're watching now. Yeah. So you're seeing, because it's supposed to be in misdirection, and they have the video at the beginning in the courtroom with her saying, "We kill my father," and she's like, "Yeah," and she's yeah. not a very nice girl. All that stuff's in the courtroom, and that's all interlaced in between this. But what the whole idea was is he was trying to show that um, because of the media and because of news, and that there's two sides to every story, that no one will ever know the truth about what really happened. Yeah. and how it was the colonel who killed him and that they get convicted right and but no one will ever know the story behind the story and that was the movie that's the screenplay which i've read online and that yeah. was shot it doesn't even sound like that'd be that bad but they like, edited in the yeah. editing process they edited all that courtroom stuff out and opened with the video of her saying yeah then lester then they added that voiceover with lester saying i'm gonna die and made it more about a movie about a guy who's like appreciating his life yeah so that is yeah. how that movie got I edited that, together. I love that story. So I, I think um, maybe that's why Ricky ended up so weird. You know what I do love about this movie is um, um, when he first, after he first sees Angela um, and, and at the basketball doing her cheerleader thing, when he's in bed that night is when he has his second kind of rose fantasy about her and it's where she's hanging from the ceiling. Spectacular. Mm. I fucking absolutely love that scene just as a reaffirmation of like, this is the most beautiful thing that Lester's seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, he, like his life has been like dog shit for the past number of years. And now for him to, it's just, it's such beautiful imagery. Um, I love that scene. That's, yeah. I love that scene too. And I, that's why I feel like you don't need a lot of the sillier stuff like the phone call thing. You can pull back because it's so obvious like what's going on with those fantasies with the tub, with the things falling all those, from the, All those scenes are Even good. the one with the root beer where she touches his arm. You don't need the whole, that, all that shenanigan stuff. It, and it, we, I feel like it weakens it and makes his character seem not I, I feel like it just it seems inconsistent with the type of a person he is that he would take those kinds of crazy chances because he would doesn't want his daughter to obviously know that think he's in love with her with who he was but maybe not with who he's going to be i don't know but see he the, the new he, who he's going to be wouldn't do it either yeah i don't think but the, the old person, are the, the new person would. but he breaks yeah there's a break and then a repair yeah. And I think the person that breaks is the person that does these poor decisions. But I feel like you see that. I'm not saying that it, that it needs yeah. to be in the movie. I'm, I'm not defending that choice. No, no. No, uh, no. Like I say, for me, it's about motivation. And, and, and better examples are. I with, tend to look at the stuff from the character point of view as opposed to like from the elevated. And better, yeah. better examples of that break is, is the scene where he tells his wife off and when he's jerking off and stuff. And then he like rolls over after he tells her off and about how he's going to divorce her and take half her shit. And then he smiles. Those are like way more powerful scenes. Yeah. Than but they're but they're way different. That they don't say the same. Th they're thing just at all. showing that he's ha he's had a break and now he's like no longer going to put up with shit but, any longer. But that's not a break. That's him recapturing power. Yeah, taking back his power. Yeah, so that's not the break at all. These are different moments. When do you think the break is? Yeah. The break is like him fucking um, making the phone call, threatening and blackmailing his company. These things are the break. These things are the catalyst. Well, for, the inciting incident well, the is catalyst him seeing is her. her, right? But the break is those, and then the repair 
the buildup of his character of who he will become is all the stuff that follows after him telling off his wife, him strong job he wants and getting the job he wants and the car he wants, working out, deciding to smoke weed during the day. Like these are all parts of him becoming who he is happy being. Yeah. Right. These are choices that he's making to become. But it's the, but that's what I'm saying is the adolescent aspect is the, the, the lack of responsibility are the lack of giving a fuck and though I mean, that's one part the only thing he doesn't have responsibility about is his job the rest of his life is still there but he's not he doesn't have responsibility for he's wearing a robe in the middle of the day and playing with it he's even playing i mean they're so obvious about the adolescents they even give him a toy fucking car to drive around his house yeah i mean they're hammering the adolescents home that this guy's reverting back to being a childlike guy I mean, that's the only thing to me that really strikes the adolescence. The hamburger, yeah, I don't know. restaurant, I, I, job, I, that that's yeah. all the same thing. He yeah. like talks but, so fondly about being a kid and not giving a fuck and all he did was party and get laid and that's what he wants to do. Yeah. He wants to be there again. He wants to be a teenager. I, I, that's why I feel like it's such a weird, um, it's almost kind of like pre-Seth Rogen, pre-Franco where, where there's all these movies about adolescent males. This was like uh, showing him as an adult and going back. But those guys are just adolescent from the beginning of the movie to the no, end of the movie. I can see your point on a little more now. Yeah, I totally do. That's interesting. It was a big criticism that at the kinda, time. I mean, that, that and, and a, a lot of criticisms I was coming in here thinking after watching it because, you know, the obviousness of things stuck more out at me. And some of the things Lester did were were definitely more questionable. But if I start to like plug in that, you know, how obsessive he is for one um, and, and thinking about Brent's breakpoint, that kind of makes sense. And then Colin talking about his character the way he just was that I don't know, that almost makes Lester a little bit more interesting. The adolescent part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew he was doing the things he wants to do. He's doing the things he wants to do. But like you saying, he's going back to adolescence just kind of puts a neat little cap on it. Because yeah. like you could do things that you enjoy that maybe you also would have did as a kid, but you wouldn't call that reverting to your adolescence. But he is like regressing. And yeah. the, we haven't even talked about Caroline yet. Annette Benning is so wicked in this movie. She's a great actress, but I also she's so over the top. Feel it's like crazy. that's that, there's the over like, top again. It's cra- her both her scenes when she's crying in front of the pool window when she closes the shutter and she just breaks down slaps on the ground, herself, slaps her up. face. I'm like, baby, stupid there's no baby. way that was more than one take. How could an actor work themselves up like that for that scene and then like have to do it like three more? Oh, we'll get it next time, and that like. Like it don't have to be like That's when days you get that in between. Christian Bale shit where he's fucking like, so nuts. Fucking yeah, yells loses at somebody shit. for bumping a light. Um, and then her scene in the car after Buddy gets out when she's been busted and Buddy's like basically dumping her and she's like stop, stop, <laughs> ah, just screams. I fucking love that shit. It, she's she's such a great actress. And period. So, so that's Amazing. the uh, that's the other thing that the almost it's so wildly crazy. The scene where she's having sex with him and uh she's like he's like fuck me your majesty fuck me. and then he's like <laughs> you're getting nailed by the king or whatever once again like and the scene between him and her in the restaurant where where he's talking about um projecting uh and then she's giving yeah, those success. giving those looks and stuff and then lifting the menu up and like glaring at him over the menu there's like i really feel like this guy the director like because he'd come from theater and like Sam Mendes has like gone on to do other things. Mm. But I really felt like this movie was, he was 
he was getting them to act as if they were in a play. Like he got, they had three weeks rehearsal. Is that a criticism though? I'm not sure what you're saying. Is that just an analysis? Like, is that just yeah, like something you've if observed? If it was intentional, then it's not a criticism. It's in, but well, it's intentional, but I don't know if it works. Hmm. I, I, I feel like a lot of the time, like I'm watching a play instead of a movie, but I don't feel like I'm supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? I feel it's, like you are supposed to be. I feel like the movie is all... Um, a cartoony satire with melodrama mixed in. I, that's what I'm that's saying. Said, it's, it's, it's kind of messy. The people are caricatures and things that's are... That's what makes it seem maybe like Things that. are a bit hypercolor, right? All, but it's I not even that's, a bit. It's totally hypercolor. But it's all consistent with itself because it's that's all true. That. That's true. And it's a. it looks to me like it's a choice and you can like or not like that choice. That's what he's saying. But I think he pulls it off. But I'm saying yeah. I don't think I like that choice because he's mixing three things together. He's mixing satire. He's mixing uh, uh, mockery. Or, or he's mixing satire and silly comedy with melodrama. So he's mixing all three What's of those silly things. comedy. Uh, like the fuck me or imagine's. That's like a more silly comedy. That's not satire. That's like silly. Are him seems to me like people fucking and being the no, phone. The no, phone but like him saying Angela in the room. That, that's silly. That very too. silly. Well, that's not silly. It I don't is. know. Like where where she opens the door and he like half wa- runs out. Silly. And I always walking. laughed at that. When Did I you? Wa- yeah, because he's like so ridiculous. Who the fuck does that? So I would giggle. Yeah. Oh my god! But when I, I watched giggle, it, I was when I watched cringed. it. Yes, when I watched it this time, I was cringing, and and I'm just like, I can't, I can't put myself. But, but, but the but, whole early Lester stuff just makes me so uncomfortable. I never think any of that's silly. I think it's uncomfortable. But, but his performance crazy. is his performance is so silly when he's doing the things though. Like he's, some of them, yes. It's, he, it's definitely intended for humor. It's not always there. This thing, I think, I understand what you're speaking of. It's not always there, but there are definitely times when it is. It just jumps out at you, and then and then it'll go like so, like the Jane thing with uh, where she comes home and he's videotaping her, and then she looks out the window and she turns and smiles. He does that a bunch of times. Or when she's at the window and she's exposed herself to him and. And That's like a great is, scene, by she, the way. She, it's one of my favorite scenes. She's so brave because she's like, because she wants to be brave. She, she wants, wants someone to, to see her, and she, she wants to, yeah, brave. and she wants. She just to, wants to be seen, yeah. But she's yeah. like yeah. exposing herself, not just like physically, but ex- like emotionally yeah. to him in that scene, yeah. And then like he comes in and beats the shit out of right, Ricky right away. So like yeah. those scene and that scene's super intense. Those scenes don't do not seem to fit in a movie where Lester comes in and tries to phone Angela and then runs out of the room and hears the shower turn off. Are the scenes where he uh, the scene even the the Smiley Burger scene, which is one of my favorite scenes, where there's the banter back and forth with the with the woman in the in the booth where she's like this is none of your business he's like well actually she is the manager <laughs> so you're on her turf all that stuff's really funny but like doesn't doesn't seem to fit in a, a same movie where Ricky gets beaten up by his father with the intensity where he's like you got to learn boy and he's like yes sir father don't give up on me it's just like it it's just so it's all so all but you know what it's it's less extreme than forrest gump in that way forrest gump has some heavy serious like aid stuff along with like i poop my pants again kind of stuff but this is nowhere but i hated the forrest gump i know you did i know you did that's why that's why i brought it up so yeah that's a good example actually of that i think like in that part of what you're talking about in american beauty didn't 
doesn't bother me but, because I can accept it if that's if that is what the intent was. But then they also have this underlying satire, and it's the satire of like corporate. It's like it's they, they are ahead of their time on like the whole corporate greed or corporations are bad, and then like her greed because Caroline's all about stuff. He's like, this is just stuff, and she's like, no, it's a four thousand dollar, <laughs> and like she drives a Mercedes, yeah. and the king and makes him drive a Camry, and, and the and the whole stuff with <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And the whole stuff with the king, the uh, real estate king and stuff, they're like doing satire on like, um, on like consumerism and stuff. So it's just like you have kind of all of these things being weaved in to the movie that, that are, I, it's just, I find it very, very muddled and kind of disjointed at times. I don't, I don't agree with yeah. that. I've always loved this movie. So have I. And always. I've seen this it like movie so won many like times. Five or six Oscars. He won the Oscar, he won for, the best Oscar actor. for Best Actor. Best Picture, Best Director, Cinematography, and one other I thing. I don't know if Effects, it, maybe, it won all music. of those, but it, it got nominated for it Best. It did. It won at least five. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've always loved this movie. I just I have too. I, I noticed a few things, and because I like just noticed these things on my latest watching, I, I have to... I might need even a bit more time to digest this because how could I be changing my mind so much? I watched it. I Here's the thing is I, I got high and I watched it with you and then I like watched it uh, today after work. I watched the last hour again. I like went back to where I started really getting bogged down and watched the whole last hour again. I got home at 4.30 and I was just like, I got to watch it before we talk about it because I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just really started to feel like, what the fuck? I just, I can't wrap my brain around all of the different elements that are going on in this movie. There are times in movies where things happen and I don't understand what happened, but it's okay. Like a, a fancy future computer. And I'm like, I don't care. I didn't need to know that, but yeah. it just happened. I guess w what I wanted to do and I thought I always had or maybe didn't think enough about the movie and, and some of the stuff that happens in the end um, with, with Chris Cooper and the, the son and all that stuff. Um, this is the first time I, I ever really had to take me out of it that much to think about what, what is going on. And the fact now that I, I know I can't ever really know what he was thinking or what was going through his mind, that, that, I don't know. That bothers me. And maybe it's not the movie's fault. That's just uncomfortable for me because I, I want to like be able to think of that point of view that would make him see that, go in and kiss, <laughs> kiss the man. And then like People are when he turns you down, then you're like, oh, I got to kill him now. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's dead now. Which makes sense to me because Lester's the only one who knows. So he's got to go. That makes, it's so funny to me. The murder actually makes more sense to me, which should be the more extreme thing yeah. than the act that he does. That's because once, cause once, once he realizes he got rejected and now this guy knows and this guy could expose him, he's got to go. It's because you can better understand murder, <laughs> the hiding of the shame yes. as opposed to the needing an outlet yeah. for the cause of it. hundred percent. That's true. I have to, that's what I have to synthesize with what, how you've put that tonight. And I guess I need to read this book as well. Velvet Rage? Excellent book. Yeah. That's a great book. All right. Okay. Um, 
anything else? Any new new information? Yeah, we did talk about we what uh, the Angela character. Also, I found her like I just I guess everyone's over the top. Yeah, I guess if everyone gotta, is over the top then in it's the intentional movie, and you got to accept, and it. it's kind of feels more like a play. I guess there's a consistency that goes through the movie. But That's I I, thing. I found it really bothered me because um because like I just I I guess like if everyone would have just pulled back fifty percent, then it would have been boring. Yeah, that might be true. I don't. I disagree. So when, so when he, then it's milk toast. When he meets Angela, when he meets Angela, and uh, he's like, "We got a car. I got a car. You want to come? You want to come get us pizza? I got a car." Like that stuff was just to me like if there, if you would have pulled all that back fifty percent, they would have still known he was hitting on Angela without it being so over the top. And that's what I'm saying is the writing was good enough that if the acting wasn't so over the top everything would have still come across. And I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is that that the writing is good enough that it didn't need to be acted in that way. It could have been performed more naturalistically than this hyper-real cartoon over-the-top satire of, of uh, suburb yeah, so family I life. I didn't find it as absurdly satirical as you seem to find it. I find that the characters are... Like I said, they're they're a bit caricatured. Yeah. But it's not like it's like the guy sticky cartoon fucking <laughs> hyper overboard. For yeah. me, for me, it feels Even like the fucking what's it, Ricky, the the kid. Yeah, Ricky's like, the his Ricky's chameleon not side of, of it. I understand because he's he just is who he, he's he's not. They make a comment about how he's so comfortable, and she even says earlier, she's like, "It's got to be an act." That's. Very yeah. intentional because it is all an act. Yeah. Everybody he is to everybody who he is that yeah. is an act. But I disagree. I think when she says that, they're trying to point out the fact that he's not that, but that's what she's going to... Why would gonna, they point out their own flaw be, in the movie? Because she's going to think that because, because Ricky is different than everybody else. So she's assuming that Ricky's just fake. Because uh, that's what I'm saying is they're trying to make but Ricky... he is fake. I, they call him out for exactly what he that's is. That's what I'm saying is they're trying to make him seem genuine with the whole fucking bag thing and filming dead birds and stuff. And, <laughs> and the, that's what I'm That's what bothers yeah. me because they're trying to make him goddamn genuine. But all of the uh, things I see say he's not. But that like, is that to me is his genuine side. His look at all the tapes in his room. That's Ricky. I see no that genuine. Is, that is the that is all the collection of who he is. Yeah. Is, is those videotapes. The yeah. things that he videotapes are his honest lens, right? Everything through the camera is honesty. Everything through his mouth and through everything else when he's not with Jane, assuming that he's real with Jane, right, is, is something else. When he is who he is with Lester, yeah. he's like this like funny kind of like fucking cool cat, right? When he's with his dad, he is the military son when he's with whoever else, yeah, he's yeah. whoever else. Even yeah. when you see him with Jane at the end though, and he's like, will you come with me? Like, I want to move to New York and stuff. And all, and then like, he's not, he's no longer got that up anymore. He's, he's the only scene after that where well, he he's sees- crisis go, there. The only scene you, you, you see him, he's get it up again is when he comes and looks at Lester. And then he's back to, he's back to the, the like Zen Buddha guy again. See, but not Zen Buddha. It's a different understanding. He sees beauty in things that I people know. I'm don't just see. using that as a fucking example. You know, I'm not saying he's I, Zen Buddha. I know, but I'm defending his character here. Yeah, I, I think his character mm -hmm. is either um, a, 
I'm not, I won't like him because he's a sociopath and I think he's fucking with everybody. Yeah, he's not a sociopath. Or he's not, his character's inconsistent and I don't believe anything he says. His so consistency think, is the inconsistency. When that he is talks he about is. having jumped on that kid and he, he could have and would have killed him, is that just like the words of a teenager I would assume so. That? Probably. Probably could, trying, it, to, trying to portray... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't help when we were having a discussion about him and, and we're like, maybe he is a sociopath or something. I don't know, maybe that's not the right um, diagnosis for him, but um, is he capable of what they say, what he says himself is? Like, could he go into a fit of rage? And then just with his stares and his looks and the other stuff? I don't Even, know. I and think just, probably, I think yeah. probably. And, he, and he then really the videotaping of maybe her unhealthy. naked and, then, and the, him asking the questions. But then as yeah, soon as the he burning of the thing, shuts like, off, yeah. Like okay, the, yeah. The that. yard burning is definitely a departure from everything else. To me, when he writes her name and then lights it on fire in the grass, it's in the pavement. I noticed this time. Oh, was it on the pavement? Yeah, it's, it's in their driveway. It doesn't make oh, okay, any sense because I always thought I was like, who's gonna wake up and see fucking Jane that, in the grass and not ask questions? <laughs> I thought I thought it was in the dirt, but we paused it because it would make sense if you like made a trail in the dirt and filled it with gasoline. Can't you'd never be able to do that on the pavement in real you life. Can, you could write it with one of those little Zippo cans. It would be like gel. We used to do that shit like as a kid all the time. Like that food gel that burns. So that the is the trays, the serving <laughs> trays. He would have just had like the little things for those uh, yeah. warming trays. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he worked in that industry. Oh yeah, hey. Oh, so. that's true. But nailed see, it. Good see, job. So, <laughs> so him doing that, and also him videotaping her while he's on the porch, putting down the camera, and then him giving her shit, and him deadpan lifting the camera back up and holding her face again. All of that's like so creepy and fucked up. Like if one of you guys did that, you guys met a girl for a day, said you were in love with her and said, I'm going to go over to her house and burn her name in the ground. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't be friends with you anymore. And yeah. I also think you should need some fucking help. I can, give up, I can give up some of that because of their age and what? kids do. I would get you real, help actually. I'd try and things, save you. I'd be your friends, but I'd be yeah. worried, very concerned that you're doing something like that. John makes a good point. They're kids. Kids do all sorts of stupid shit. He's yeah. 18. That's why I he said he was 18 years old. Yeah, but still he's a <laughs> Even kid. Even at 18. 18 a kid. Especially if like you had two 18. years in an institution and you've just met like the first and like person. If I was 18 and I was videotaping a girl outside her house and then and I put down the camera and she came and gave me shit and then I kept videotaping her. She'd call the cops, I'd go to fucking jail. Yeah. And by rights, I should. No, you can't call the cops for taping somebody outside. Well, whatever. What? I, <laughs> I wouldn't be a stable, healthy person that I'd want my daughter hanging around and let's just put it that way. Yeah. But was... Ricky's so nice in front of Lester. That's why he fucks with me. Because when he meets Lester, you know he's trying to get in with Lester because he likes Jane. So that's what I'm saying is the behavior that he he's acting he's with also Lester. Just trying to sell drugs. Yeah, that, and I, that's I, another thing too. So, but, that, but we we in kind of saying that he'd he'd probably look at Lester and be like, win win win. I get the oh, girl, totally. I get the money, and I get. Oh yeah, I, Lester's yeah. A, Lester's a golden goose. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Is like I feel like his intentions are not good intentions. I don't feel like his love is love. I feel like he is also. He, well, he says he's obs. She says he's obsessed and he says he's just curious. But nobody lights someone's name. <laughs> yeah. That's just curious on their driveway. It's that's what I'm saying is this movie could have taken some of these couple of things out and made the characters seem less like Lester, like less of a bad person, him like less of a psychopath. If you'd have taken out the burning of the candles and him with the video camera and Lester threatening to accuse that guy of sexual assault. And Lester doing the phone thing. A couple of these things could have been removed, and you would have shaped those characters a little more. Whole. I don't know what you do with the father at the end. Maybe you don't do anything. Like 
I actually feel like Brent made a really valid point there. Yeah. Like, I don't know where he's coming from and stuff. I still feel like him going to the neighbor's house is very extreme because the guy lives next door. Like, I, I mean, him going to a bathroom in like a park, you know, like where, you know, where he could. Well, and that's why that stuff usually happens. Yeah. That's what I'm. Anonymity is super important. Yeah. But and I feel you like don't know, maybe they just moved in next door. Maybe his last neighbor, he fucking kissed too. And he's yeah. like, we got, honey, we got to move. move. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, this time he's like, I don't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Six hour. I mean, maybe I'll watch this movie next year and love it again. Cause yeah. I kept saying to John, I'm like, I think this movie's ahead of its time. 20 years later. I'm like, is this ahead of its time? I'm like, I think it might be it ahead of its is. time. I think it's but, still is. But then I would be like, go the other way. I'm like, no, it's just fucking, there's something not good about this. And I'd be like, I think it's ahead of its time. So I was going back and forth. Like, I, I struggle. Yeah. This is super interesting to me because when I saw, so I saw, I uh, dropped my daughter off with, um, with her mom. And she was like, what movies are tonight? And I said, you know, whatever, an American beauty. And she's like, oh, well, why don't you do something that's not so obvious? Yeah. And I was like, you would be surprised sometimes. Yeah. And so when we came and sat down <laughs> and I was like, I fully expect this to go the way of Thin Red Line where we sit down and all gush about it. Yeah. I fucking could not be more surprised oh, right with the, the gate, discussion. Right out of the gate, Colin was on top of it. This fucking thing. Oh, I, it's just so aggression it's, on every side of the table. This, I, this it, you movie know what? confuses the fuck out of me. But it, I love that it's engaging this discussion. And I know uh, when Colin and I were watching it, we kept pausing it and just like pointing these things out and discussing them. So th this just reinforces to me we got at some point record like a live movie. Oh, a, totally. Discussion because. Um, that would be fun, I think, for, for folks to listen to. So uh, we'll, we'll think about that. And if so, I sense, sorry, go on. And if a movie, I also, uh, I don't know, like I, the, to me, like the fact that some of us like this more than others only could make that, that mean that this movie is good because. This is what I was just going to say. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. yeah. Art, All great, great art. art. Yeah. All great art. Yeah. Half of the people are going to fucking hate it. Yeah. Or, or a, a, there will be a group of people that hate <laughs> yeah. it and a group of people that love it. And Some I did, the, I wanted to see what this got on Rotten Tomatoes because of my confusion. It's got to oh, be a 92. 90, yeah, it's in the high 90s. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, so then I was just like, what did other people say about this movie? Just like, cause there's so many positives. And all the comments were like, would he really kiss that dude? <laughs> no, no, it was none of that. Uh, so, so this is one of the, one of the, one of the reviews. I don't know if we should give people credit, but I guess we could, but it's dark. Definitely. If you it's read daring, it, it. it's daring in that it sympathizes with a protagonist who's a pederast through its portrait of an American family on the brink of collapse is a and is essentially a cartoon and i was like that's a really weird interesting criticism yeah and then uh there's another one that said this is this 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 is the satire and moral uplift you get when filmmakers can no longer conceive of a changing world no wonder the satire is mere mockery and up uh, the uplift easy and the only hero left standing at the end of time is an adolescent male and i was like that's like kind wow. of an interesting like that sounds like you wrote both of yeah. those the way you talked today <laughs> that's what i was thinking that's hey, like, way to read your own shit i should attribute those to me no but <laughs> it wasn't but, by the way but no yeah. but that's Maybe. like 
but maybe, like it's, th those are all the things those are the ones that jumped out to me that that is how the movie felt to me yeah there's a i mean there's way more glowing ones saying like of blah, course. blah blah sure, blah oh sure. life of discovery but, but, but I, I bet people don't consider closely lester's actions they see that he becomes a rebel and starts to revisit some of his youth and get some toys and they'd like that but if you watch him really close there's as much questionable shit as as good that's what I. That's how I felt this time. Yeah. I never used to feel that way. Do you know, uh, I'll call it if you guys are cool with it because we're oh, yeah, yeah. at this point. But um, I when I rewatched it, I watched it like maybe three weeks ago, and then I watched it again. I liked it three weeks ago. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and maybe I was on cruise control for it. But then when I was watching it with Colin, we were talking about it. I was like, oh man, I have some issues now. That's too bad. <laughs> you almost can't watch but anything with Colin. I know, though. I know. Um, but then after talking with you here today, Brent, you've like turned me back around on some of them. And so I still have a couple issues, um, like with, with, um, what's his name? Not, not Lester. Ricky. With Ricky, the way that whole thing plays out. And then some of the over the topness, I think still it bothers me, but now I have to like think maybe that was intentional too. Like they want you to squirm in your seat so bad and not to think about it at a deeper level. Uh, although I do like to think about things at a deeper level. And I did want this movie to be shorter. I think with some of the edits that Colin said, um, you could knock it around. There was one scene where they're having dinner where uh, Lester ends up throwing the asparagus mm -hmm. at the wall. That's in the middle um, of after she's she gets plowed by the Snow King. Um, and after like Lester Mr. started plow? to free him. Yeah, Mr. Plow. <laughs> Um, so the way she acts in that scene is like her old character where she's like grumpy and everything and not like just freshly fucked and like feeling good about life. That scene should have been maybe moved a little bit later. Weird things like that stuck Are out. completely taken out. It really did because that's exactly how she acted at the previous dinner. Like she had just gotten laid and said, oh my God, I feel like a whole new person. She talked to him and he's like, well, let's fuck again. And she fucks him again. And then the very next scene, she's there and, and she's freaking out on Lester and then Lester throws the plate. But after that, she is the happy-go-lucky, carefree, um, singing in her car, so, yeah. singing in her car with the gun and stuff, shooting the gun. So they actually either edited that out of order or that was bad writing because both of them have their transformative experience at the same time. But then there's a scene where he is like free. Progressing and she's, and still, she's still back in the yeah. thing again. So but, I, that uh, was kind of weird. It's a fun scene. Like there's no doubt there's a fun it's scene. It's fun except for it um, ends with him like being violent to shut her up by yeah. like smashing things. Did Once you again, notice that the dish he throws against the wall looks an awful lot like the Nazi plate that he pulls out yeah, of the thing? Yeah, it's like a serving plate, yeah. Yeah. But it looked like the shape and everything. I was like, hmm, mm. Nazi plate? Is there symbology there? <laughs> this Are they eating asparagus? From the Nazi plate. Um, so here we go. Um, even with the issues I have, there's like so much to like about this movie. Uh, and the less you think about it, maybe the better it would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's with so every like, movie. You don't, I think to enjoy this movie, you don't need to get behind Lester and you don't need to, to understand Chris Cooper. You just kind of go along for the ride and deal with as much as you can in your brain and see if it like makes you feel good to see people fulfilling their life dreams of repressed latent homosexuality and um becoming an adolescent uh 40 year old man it's my dream you know what um uh, nobody likes that issues, better than me the issues, <laughs> the issues i have with this movie don't don't ruin it for me and so i think it does hold up especially you know it's it's still a little bit ahead of its time even though it was 20 years old from 99 there are still some things in it that people are in society are still dealing with today that are really interesting to see. And I think people need awakenings like Lester has in their own way, of course, not with the, um, you know, <laughs> not with the kitty 
the kitty stuff uh but figuring your shit out is definitely like a fun fun kind of theme for a movie so i'm gonna say it holds up um and i'm gonna watch it again real soon to figure it out yeah again for me it's more like a puzzle now so like i would say right now it doesn't hold up but like i think it doesn't hold up because for me it it's not the same movie it was before because i never it's similar to forrest gump because i used to love forrest gump and i watched it a lot but once i like like you you really gotta think about like this movie has a lot of themes and for me the themes get ruined because of who we're following to get to those themes and uh, the theme about um, it's supposed to be this movie's supposed to be life affirming and also supposed to be about all the beauty in the world. But it all comes off as faux to me now. And like it seems like it's trying it's pretending to be deeper than it actually is what is in the movie. Hmm. Like you can say that a bag is beautiful. I can say that a fucking dead bird is beautiful. I could check a rock and say, isn't that beautiful? But like that's not that doesn't mean it's beautiful just to, you know Sounds what I'm saying? to me like you're not trying. <laughs> it's, it's so like a perfect example is the thin red line, which we were just talking about where, um, you're, they are saying things, but you're seeing things instead of just saying things. Do you know what I mean? Like him to film a dead bird and she's like, why are you filming? And he's like, cause it's beautiful. And that's it. It's just like, okay, well, but that's fucking weirdo. Fun. Yeah, he is. He is a fucking weirdo. Jane should not like him. Her friends actually one hundred percent correct. Jane's he's, a weirdo too. He's videotaping her. He's burning her name in the fucking lawn. He's fucking stalking her. He's next door neighbor fucking stalker. Yeah. And Jane's so self esteem is so low. She's into it that he's letting he's manipulating her in this fucked up way. That's the only way I could see his character yeah. doing. I don't, know. I don't, I don't feel that up. strong. I don't but. know who's more fucked up. Is it is it them or you for no, your lens I, that gotta, you keep seeing? I think yeah. it's got to be him. It's got to be him. Ricky. Wow. Ricky is really messed up. All right, Tiger. Oh, no, wait a sec. Oh, though. you're wait. still going. All right. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, is like, I feel like this movie is, uh, there's something, It's I feel like it's not, you can't ha- make a, you can't make a movie that's, you can't make a movie that's supposed to be profound if it's if if it and it come off as pretentious and phony and that's how it this time it came off to me in many ways. It's so interesting. So interesting. It's tough. Yeah. That's how it came off to me anyways. That's I think, interesting because all of the um not all of the people, but a lot of people that I heard talk about this movie when it came out had that criticism that it was pretentious and uh but, tried too hard. Okay. Yeah. I feel like they Did were we, right. I was fooled. I got fooled by but, some shifty uh, filmmakers. Uh, were they and saying some, that in a cliche fashion? Because people, if well, they don't like understand Colin, something, they don't understand it. Okay, that well. See, yeah, I wasn't I'm the one who doesn't understand. I was going to say people out of the three of us, I'm the one things, who doesn't understand we'll the movie. Call it pretentious. Cliche. They're like it looks pretentious, and I don't like it. But they wouldn't be able to but explain it as those well same as people would probably say the thin red line is pretentious. But thin red line is kind of pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that the thin red line can earn that, can, earns that those stripes, and I don't feel like this movie does. And I feel like they, all, what John's point was is they they took a movie that they'd shot and filmed, and since the script wasn't that, they tried to edit it into that. Same thing as thin red line. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. he shot no, no he shot yes. five and a half hour movie and edited it. But it was to, a different movie. It was a different movie, but it's a hundred percent different movie. I think it's a similar, I think it's similar 
to, but, to but, what ended up but happening. But what I'm saying is, is they sh- he shot a five and a half hour movie, and the book was about th- those themes. The book was about a main character, yeah. and it was a whole different thing. What he did was introduce the rest of it. It has nothing to do I'm with I'm just that saying book. they took a courtroom drama movie that was supposed to be a head fake and turned it into something that they wanted to make profound, and you can't. And I thought that that used to think that that worked and thought that was a cool story. Yeah. And now I think that that actually didn't end up working, that their plan had failed and the courtroom drama. I would, I don't want to see the courtroom drama footage. I want to see the fucking other version of the fucking movie. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that nice setup. <laughs> it's a you, good uh, transition. To consider now. Yeah. Well, oh, he loves it. <laughs> I do. From slam dunk to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, very surprising. Yeah. I do like this movie. I liked it more this time than I ever have. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's overly deep. I don't think that it's a crazy deep movie. I don't think that it's trying to be. I think it's exploring a lot of things. There, there are deep topics in this movie. I'm not trying to say that there aren't. But I'm saying overall, the movie, like you're saying, it... it, it not to be overthought, is that... I don't think it's meant to be overthought on all this stuff. Some of this stuff is meant to be dove into, like the, um, like the homophobic um, kiss at the end and stuff like that. Like that stuff, I think you are supposed to question. Like you guys are right for questioning why he's doing that and stuff like that. I just don't think that it's um, a lot of the other stuff. I think you're supposed to be along for the ride. I think some of it's is what it is. It's mm. not meant to be. There's no deeper subtext. It's it's Lester's going through crisis. He's exploring these different avenues. He's becoming a new person, right? Annette Benning, like a lot of this is like, like Colin's saying, like there's, there's this adolescent thing that's going through with Lester, but a lot of it is like to me still about that self-actualization. Um, it's about obsession. It's about um, thinking that you need things that you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like removing. To so, be happy or normal or whatever. To be happy yeah. or normal. And what do those things mean? It's 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 all for everyone to decide for themselves and i think that the movie does a lot of that hmm. so maybe it is deep if and you I, if you remove the voiceover actually considering that if you remove the voiceover and the capper at the end where he talks about tony's car and his grandma's hands maybe it would be would have come off as less them trying too hard maybe without that voiceover i don't know because because uh-huh. i feel like that's really them trying to nail home a point that wasn't originally in the movie do you know what I'm saying? They, they, when they re-edited and stuff, they're like, we have to put the voice over to like, say, you know, like I, I like, cause he says a lot of stuff about time stretching like an ocean and like, and a rain of feelings. And, yeah, yeah. and then he says, uh, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that, cause there's a, there's a, oh, not a lot of voiceover in this movie. And some of, some of the, the, the written voiceover is great. Like, the line um, that he says before he goes jogging, where he says, every day is the first day of the rest of your life, except for the day you die. Yeah. That's my favorite piece of, of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah. It's a, just a, that's a great, cool thought. But like, I just don't feel like the movie, it holds up to, to yeah. maybe the, uh, the, the voiceover and stuff as much. Yeah. So maybe if you take, took it out, because you could have those shots. Like I was saying to John, the shots of Robin Hood Trail where he lives and him waking up and him jerking off in the shower with no voiceover, all that works. You get everything without the voiceover. 
You get her at the pruning the roses and the guys next door screaming at their dog. They're clearly gay. We don't need Lester to tell us that. Like, that's what I mean is it's like everything is so obvious in this movie that uh, I don't think you would have needed any of that voiceover. Interesting. Uh, so it holds up. <laughs> Thanks. I thought you said it held up right at the beginning of your speech. He said he really enjoys it. Oh, really so then, it. no, so you said, liked it better said than Brent loves this movie and you said you liked it better the first time you saw it. No, I said I liked it best this time. Yeah, so clearly. <laughs> so you've been listening. Thank you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Fucking the whole job for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. The guy that ripped my... Uh, talking over your thing last time <laughs> sure fucking thank you for that do you guys what do you think what do you think of the the taking out the voiceover i hadn't considered it yeah no after i'd mentioned it though. next time we watch this movie it has to be together we're gonna turn down the sound <laughs> so we don't hear the voiceover uh, all right we'll try that too all right interesting <laughs> i never would have thought it's a good fucking movie it is and it dives into topics and the fact that you hate them I don't hate doesn't the make it bad. I don't hate the topics. What I'm you saying is... You hate the is, approach to them. No, I, I, I feel like, yes, I do hate the approach to them. Thank you. That is the, that hate is a the, bit of a strong word? He wants to disagree yeah. with me so badly I, that even no. though I said something that is true, he would instantly disagree yeah, with me. Well, 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 no, that. John just said hate is a strong word, and I think that's correct. I don't hate this movie. What I feel like is that... No, I don't think you hate it. I, I feel like that this movie um, has changed for me in such a significant way that I... It's hard for me to look at it the way I saw it. it it's a perfect example to hold up for me. Like, th I'm not saying this movie doesn't hold up for everybody. I'm saying the way I look at this movie now, it definitely doesn't hold up for me. But well, of course, you can't look at it from other people's lens. No, but I'm just saying that because I've seen this movie so many times. Now that I'm seeing these things, I'm wondering if um, it, it is ahead of its time, and I will like see this again because I'm I'm gonna definitely watch this fucking again. And uh, like a year from now, I go back and, and reverse my call on this because who knows? Because it's like a, it's a crazy fucking movie. Yeah. There's a crazy, crazy tone. Yeah. The writing, the acting. Having never, if you've never seen this movie, you have to see it. Oh, yeah. yeah you do have to Absolutely. see it. Absolutely. Anybody will, that's a fan of movies has to oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I would 100% yeah. never you tell. Just, the trick is you have to have seen it maybe 50 times over the past 10 years, <laughs> 20 years, <laughs> so that you can then dissect into it as deeply as Colin has tonight. Yeah. Because um, I think I have to. Or just read a couple of Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. And like just watching those movies with that critical eye or, I don't know, when I see a movie runtime like over two hours, I'm like all of a sudden looking for like, what would I have taken out? That's probably the wrong way to go. See, no, but that's very interesting, actually, because you guys were talking. So I have a problem with move. I have a fucking very short attention span. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just no. I'm, I'm saying so sorry. For editing things out. No. Um, but fuck it. So this my attention span. Yeah. I have a very short attention span, and usually that's the first thing that I catch with movies, like with Strange Days. Like we just talked about that. I fucking was so taken out of it because so many things dragged yeah right yeah i didn't find that in this movie which is weird because this movie is such a drama yeah right yeah and normally with dramas there are lulls right but i actually did not feel that with this every scene whether i thought it was right or thought it was necessary or enjoyed it or not um was compelling to me yeah i wouldn't take out things for time in this movie i would take out things for for uh to, to make the story 
stronger. Works like, both ways. Yeah, I, I just like because taking stuff out makes the movie stronger. Well, Boom. no, but no, I'm just saying. Blammo. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, I, I wouldn't take out things that were I felt were unnecessary. I'd take out things that I, I feel like Didn't were work. weak, weakening the uh, the actual story as it yeah. was going along. Well, uh, Sam Mendes, we invite you. Yeah, come, we want. Come crush I would us. love to know what the fuck he was thinking. I'd love to talk to Sam about this. Yeah. I would. I would. I would not. I would definitely love to have an. He's probably like watch an interview or two. You morons. Conversation, <laughs> dude. That was like twenty years ago. Okay, sorry. Um, this is his first movie. That's really interesting. Okay, well, go watch it. American Beauty, and everything will be great. Fine. Yeah. Wonderful. Go talk to your friends. Everything's about it. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy your shit, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.